We are in Yevamos, the very bottom of Samach Aleph on the Bay, 61b. And we are uh, continuing in our discussion from last time, the very interesting topic of the mitzvah of Pru Uruvu, uh, to procreate. Um, and we will continue on in that discussion in today's recording and in future recordings. Uh, once again, our learning should act as a merit for a speedy and complete recovery for Abichaim ben Chava. Uh, we pointed out last time, in the last recording from last week, that uh, there is a mitzvah of Puravu, there's a Torah obligation from the Torah to have children. We saw in the Mishnah that there was a dispute between Beishama and Beishelel. How many children do you have to have in order to complete the, this mitzvah? Beishama says you need to have two boys. There's a question whether it means only two boys or even if it was two boys, uh, meaning a boy or a girl or just two boys. Uh, Beis Hillel says that it's a boy and a girl, and that's the position that we follow according to the halacha. Our Gemara will try to figure out the source uh, for these different opinions and also mention other opinions as well, and that's what we will cover in today's recording. Uh, but just part of our introduction, uh, so there is a mitzvah of Puravu, there's a Torah commandment to procreate, whether that's a boy and a girl or two boys or other opinions as we will see, is going to be the topic for today. There was also a mitzvah, a rabbinic mitzvah of lo that God didn't create the world for it to be empty. It's, God created the world for it to be populated. Um, and so that is a rabbinic mitzvah, which has some differences from Puravu, as we will discuss in the future. Uh, there's also an idea to have more children above and beyond uh, the requirement of, let's say, a boy and a girl, that there's a separate idea to have that. And then finally, what we discussed in the last recording was that even if a person already fulfilled the mitzvah of Puravu to have children, uh, there's a separate mitzvah of Loto Vayosa Adam Levada. There's a separate mitzvah to be married, that a person should be married, um, independent of the mitzvah of having uh, children. Now this mitzvah to to be married, that there's, an, that there's a mitzvah to be married. So there's a question whether this is a uh, rabbinical obligation or a biblical obligation um, I, in the sense, for this case of independent of having children of just to be married and there's a question whether it's rabbinic or biblical there's also a question as to whether or not women are also obligated in this women are not obligated in the midst of Puravu uh, to procreate there's a question whether or not they are obligated in the mitzvah of the requirement to get married now there is a discussion they discuss why is it that we don't uh have for most mitzvot, uh, you are obligated once you reach the age of being a halachic adult. Once you are 12 for a girl, 13 for a boy. So why don't we say that people should get married at the age of 12 and 13? Uh, the Mishnah says that you should wait until you are 18. And even today they wait longer than that. So why don't we say that if this is really a mitzvah, so then you should get married right away, just like any other mitzvah, just like they're obligated to uh, sit in the sukkah on sukkahs, right when they are 12 or 13, so then they should be obligated to get married and obligated to have children right when they are 12 or 13. Uh, so the answer that some give is that we have to wait until they, they still have to wait until they uh, study enough Torah, that they have to study Torah, uh, the Mishnah and the Talmud, and so that they have a significant amount of Torah that they've already studied before they get uh, married, and so therefore that requires the study of Torah for a few years uh, past uh, the age of 13. And so that's why the Mishnah says they should get married at the age of 18. Um, and today it's a little bit 
uh, later than that. Um, but there is uh, that would be the explanation as to why they delay in terms of getting married. There's also a discussion of what happens if a person, uh, their spouse passes away or they get divorced and they're older. Uh, so then do they have an obligation to get married or not if they are older? So that it's also is a discussion. So we're not going to have time to get into it now, but that is also a discussion. But that's all part of the mitzvah of getting married, not the mitzvah of pruruvu. So now let's just focus on the mitzvah of pruruvu to procreate. Um, we hinted to this in the last recording, but there is a big discussion as to whether or not the mitzvah is the act of a marital relations itself, because that's what a person could do. The rest is up to God, whether or not... Uh, um, she becomes pregnant, whether or not they have children, uh, that's up to God. But what a person could do is have marital relations. So is the mitzvah the act itself to have marital relations? And that a person is fulfilling the mitzvah every time they have marital relations until they have a boy and a girl, and then they no longer fulfill the mitzvah. The mitzvah. Or is the mitzvah the result? Is it result-oriented or is it action-oriented? Is the mitzvah the result, the result of having a boy and a girl? And that the mitzvah takes place at that moment that a person has a, they give birth to a boy and a girl. Um, and that is a very big discussion. Some want to say that it is action-oriented and not result-oriented because the result is not up to us. It's up to God. And so some want to say that that can't be the mitzvah if it's not up to us. Others will say that no, that it's, uh, it is uh, result-oriented. It's just that if a person, for whatever reason, is not able to have children, uh, so they are not at fault for that. It's uh, against their will. And uh, it's, uh, it's against their will. So they have not violated a commandment because it's, it's against their will. They would like to have children. It's just uh, they're in an unfortunate scenario where they're not able to have children. Okay. So with that introduction, let us begin the, bo- the Gemara on the bottom of 61b. The Gemara now is discussing the two different opinions. Beishamah Beisel. Beishamah says you need to have the one fulfills the Mitzvah Puravu by having two boys. Beishelel says, no, you need a boy and a girl. Where is this coming from? My Beishamai. What's the source for Beishamai? Yalfinan mi Moshe. He learns it out from Moshe. What did Moshe do? Dechsev. B'nei Moshe, Gershom ve'eliezer. It says that the children of Moshe, Moshe had two children. He had two boys. Gershom and Eliezer. And what do we know? We know that Moshe then, he essentially separated from his wife. This was the big story of Moshe separating from his wife and his sister Miriam getting upset about it and speaking Lashon Hara, speaking negatively about Moshe to her brother Aaron. He separate, Moshe separated from his wife, as we will see in the Gemara, because God could speak to him at any moment, and so therefore he always had to be in a proper um, frame of mind, in a proper situation, in order to receive prophecy. Uh, so Moshe separated from his wife after having two children. So we see that uh, he would be able, he, he must have fulfilled the mitzvah of to procreate, um, to have by having a, two boys, and uh, that's the source that, at the very least, to have two boys would fulfill the mitzvah itself. Um, so he fulfilled the mitzvah, and then he separated from his wife. Beis Hillel argues. Beis Hillel, Beis Hillel, as was pointed out in the Mishnah, what's the source for Beis Hillel? The source for Beis Hillel is the fact that what did Hashem do? What did God do? God had Adam and Eve, Adam and Chava, and so so too the mitzvah for us to procreate is to be God-like. And for us also to have a boy and a girl. So the Gemara asks, why didn't Beishamai, Beishamai Lilfim and Briyoso Shalolam, why didn't Beishamai learn like Beis Hillel that we could prove from that it's to be godlike that we should have a boy and a girl? So the Gemara says, no, ain't done an Efshar Mishi The 
idea that Beishamai says that we don't learn out from God and when he created Adam and Eve, Adam and Chava, is that we cannot learn out from that scenario because in that situation, God had to create a male and a female for the world to continue to exist beyond that. We need to have a male and a female. But nowadays, that there are, there are many women that exist, that are alive, uh, so there shouldn't necessarily have to be an obligation to have a boy and a girl as long as a person has two boys, according to Beishamai. So one fulfills the mitzvah. Uh, because uh, we learn out from Moshe that you need to have two boys, but it's not required to have a boy and a girl. It's a very different situation that we're in. God had to have Adam and Eve, a boy, a male and a female, so that the world could continue to exist, so that they could have children. But that doesn't uh, that's not an issue today, because there are many women that exist in the world today. Oh, Basil and Nami Lilfing Moshe. So Basil, what's what does Basil do with the proof from Moshe? We see that Moshe had two children, and then he separated from his wife. So Basil explains, now we're on 62a. No, Moshe, when he separated from his wife, according to Basil, he did so on his own. It was on his own, i.e., without fulfilling the mitzvah of Peruva, without fulfilling the mitzvah to procreate, he decided on his own to separate from his wife. Uh, it wasn't that God told him to separate from his wife. Uh, he decided on his own. We'll see that God agreed to it in the end, but he decided on his own to sacrifice essentially the mitzvah of Peruva to have children. For the klal, for the public, for the uh, for the Jewish people, um, and so he decided on his own that even though he did not yet fulfill the mitzvah of Peruvu, he did not have a boy and a girl. Still, uh, he uh, would give up on this mitzvah in order to help out the Jewish people as a whole. As it says, the Tanya, this is a brisa which is found also in another place in, in Tractate Shabbos. It says shloshet varim also motion midaito v'iskima daito ladas hamakom. There are three things that Moshe did uh, that he did on his own. He did it without God telling him. And then afterwards, God said, you know what? It was okay. It was the right thing to do. What were those three things? Number one, Pirish Manisha. First of all, he separated from his wife. He, he separated from his wife. That's our case that we're discussing now, even though he didn't fulfill the Mitzvah Puravu yet to procreate. Number two, Vishibir Haluchos. He smashed the Ten Commandments after the Jewish people sinned with the sin of the golden calf of the Chet Egel. He smashed the tablets. That was on his own. God didn't tell him to do it, and he did that on his own, and Hashem agreed to it in the end. And also, he also added a day in terms of their preparation uh, to receive the Torah Man Sinai. He added a day. He added a day in terms of their preparation. Um, and God agreed to that. God ended up giving the Torah. It was supposed to be given on Friday. Moshe said to wait an extra day, so Hashem ended up agreeing, and he gave the Torah to the Jewish people on Shabbos itself. And so the Gemara brings a proof to all three examples. And we sort of go on a bit of a side topic um, and we'll get back to the number that one needs in order to fulfill the Mitzvah Puravu to procreate, but it's sort of a side topic to prove these three um, these three cases. How do we know that he separated from his wife? What was he thinking? What was the logic behind it? Essentially, Moshe said that when it came to the receiving of the Ten Commandments, the entire Jewish people would uh, hear the word of God, they would receive prophecy, and at that time, God told the entire Jewish people that you are not allowed to have marital relations. You have to be in the proper framework, you have to be tahor, you have to be pure. Uh, and so if that applied to the Jewish people when they received the, the Ten Commandments from Hashem, so then all the more so for me... At all times, I have to be ready and prepared uh, to hear the word of God, to receive prophecy, because Moshe was different than all the other prophets 
in many different aspects. Uh, the Rambam Maimonides quotes four different re- four differences between Moshe's prophecy and the prophecy of all the other prophets. But one of the differences is that uh, all the other prophets they had to prepare to receive prophecy. It took time; they had to be in the right state of mind. But Moshe could receive it at any point in time. If he could receive it at any point in time, God could just speak to him and speak to Moshe at any point in time. So then Moshe had to be always prepared, which means that he can never have marital relations. And so he separated from his wife, and Hashem agreed to it. Hashem agreed to it because after we received the Torah Mansana, he said that everyone could go back to their tents, but you stay with me. I.e., everybody could go back home. They could go back to their families, but you, you have to stay here with me. You're not going back to your family. You're you're separated and designated for me. That's case number one. Case number two is Shiva Asalukos. He broke the tablets. My Darsh, what do you say? If, when it comes to the Korban Pesach, the Pesach offering, which is just one of 613 mitzvahs, and the Torah says, that if you are somebody who is an idol worshiper, so then you're not allowed to eat from the Korban Pesach, from the Pesach offering. So the Torah Kulo of Yisrael Mumar Malachas Kama So then if the entire Torah, the Ten Tablets, this is one of the sources for the idea that the Ten Tablets contains the entire Torah. That uh, there's an idea from Rav Sadigon that within the Ten Commandments you're able to, these are really, um, the, the entire 613 commandments that we have from the Torah, you could sort of put them into the Ten Categories of the Ten Commandments. Um, and really the Ten Commandments contain the entire Torah. So Moshe says that uh, when it comes to the Ten Commandments, the Luchos, the tablets which contain the Ten Commandments of the Jewish people, are idol worshippers with the sin of the golden calf, so then they don't deserve the Ten Commandments. And so he 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 shattered uh, the the Ten Commandments. And so Moshe did this on his own. What did Hashem respond back? Whenever we give a Yashikayach, what does Yashikayach mean? Yashikayach is really just short. Uh, for that what you did was uh, your strength, what you did was was right. Um, and Hashem says back to Moshe that you, you smashed the luchos, Moshe, the, the tablets. Moshe did this on his own. And after the fact, Hashem says, Asher Shibarta, you did the right thing, that you broke the, the luchos. Finally, the last case, where Moshe did something on his own and then God agreed to it afterwards, is Hosef Yomecha Midaito. He added one day in terms of their preparation to receive the Torah Man Sinai. Moshe added one day. How did he know to add? Why did he add one day? Where did that come from? My darash dechsib, because the verse says v'kidash dem hayom umachar, and so it said for today and tomorrow. That implies like two days. You only have to you only have to prepare for two days. So then they should have received the Torah. That was stated on a Wednesday, so they should wait two days. Thursday and then Friday they should receive the Torah. But Moshe said no hayom kemachar. Today is like tomorrow. Just like tomorrow, part of the waiting process includes the night. So, so too, it has to be a full 24 hours. The night and the day. Because we're receiving this on Wednesday during the day, it doesn't, the Lila didn't enough, okay? It already left, the night already left. That wasn't part of the waiting to receive the Torah. So it means two days, we're waiting two days. Besides for today, besides for Wednesday, it's an additional two days. Thursday, meaning Wednesday night and Thursday. Thursday night and Friday. And then we will receive the Torah on Shabbos. How do we know that Hashem agreed to that? Hashem agreed to it. 
Shabazzah, because the very fact that Hashem waited until Shabbos to give the Jewish people the Ten Commandments, and he didn't do it on Friday, shows that he agreed to Moshe. Moshe said we should wait, and so they waited, and Hashem gave the Torah to the Jewish people on Shabbos. So those are the three cases. It's a bit of a tangent uh, to our discussion. Basically, our overall discussion uh, is the question of how many children you need to fulfill the mitzvah of prove root to procreate. Beishama says two boys. That's not time for Moshe. Um, they still disagreed that proof for Moshe isn't a good proof because Moshe actually did not fulfill the mitzvah of Peruvu, the mitzvah to procreate. And really, we learn out from what Hashem did with by the fact that he created Adam and Eve, Adam and Chavo. Beishamai did not like that answer because uh, that was a case where it was necessary to have a male and a female because you needed the world to exist. But nowadays that we have, there are many people that exist in the world, men and women. So the mitzvah is just to have two boys, to have two males. So let's see, the Gemara now continues, and we'll read the Gemara for a few more minutes. Other opinions. Tanya, other opinions from uh, different prices. The Bryce says as follows. Rebbe Nelson, Omer, Beishamai, Omer, Mishnei, Zacharim, Mishnei, Nekevos. Beishamai says not just two boys. Beishamai here says you need to have two two boys and two girls. You need to have four children to fulfill the mitzvah of Peruvu. Ubeishillel, Omer, and Beishillel says, no, Zacher, Nekeva. It's the same opinion. You need a boy and a girl. But Bishama here says it's not just two boys, but it's two boys and two girls. Where is it coming from? Omer, of Huna, my time with the Rebbe Nelson, and I leave with the According to this opinion within Beishama, I found in the Brisa, what is the source for such an idea? Dechsev, Atosev, Lelodes, Es, Echav, Es, Hevel, Es, Hevel, Hevel, Vachosu, Kain, Vachosu, Vixiv, Kishosli, Elokim, Zera, Acher, Tachas, Hevel, Kihar, Gukain. Um, Essentially, the verse says that when Adam and Eve, they had their children, they had two children. They had Cain and Hevel. Cain and Hevel were the two children of Adam and Eve. But the truth is, is that according to our Gemara, they really had four children. Hevel had a twin sister and Cain had a twin sister. So they had two boys and two girls. And what happened? It says, um, once Cain killed Hevel, the verse then says that they had Shis, Hashem, uh, they had a third child. They had a third boy, Adam and Eve. They had Shays, and it says it's a replacement of Hevel that they had to replace Hevel. Why do they have to replace Hevel? They had to replace Hevel in order to fulfill the mitzvah of Peru to procreate. So, how many children did they have? So, Shays he replaces Hevel. So that's uh, one to replace he- to Hevel, and then you also have Cain, and then you have to the two girls, the twin sisters. So they had two girls and two boys, and so that's the proof that we need to have two boys and two girls in order to fulfill the mitzvah. Uh, that is the opinion of uh, of Beishamai. The Gemara then asks, uh, Essentially, according to all the other opinions that say that it's not, a re- it's not acting as a replacement, but they said this as a way of thanking God. It was thanking Hashem for another child, but not that this child is replacing Hevel in order to fulfill the mitzvah of Puruhu to procreate. It was just a way of thanking Hashem. Okay, that is another opinion. Finally, we have one last brisa. Tani idach. Rav Nosson Omer, Beishamai Omer, Mzachor Nekeva. Beishamai now says you need a boy and a girl. Ubeishelo Omerim. This is the most lenient opinion. O Zachor Onekeva. You just need one, either a boy or a girl, just one child. That's the most lenient opinion. Shin Omer over my time. Rav Nosson leave with the Beishelo. What's this? What's the logic behind Beishelo to say you only need one child? Based on the verse in Emer, Lo Sobra Lashavas Yitzara Va'avid Lashavas. Because maybe Puravu, the mitzvah to procreate, is based off, is connected to this other verse that says that the world wasn't created for it to be, uh, for there nothing to exist. It was created for people to populate the world. When do you populate the world? 
you you populate the world by having one child. You 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 add another person to exist into the world. So just by having one child, whether it's a boy or a girl, according to this position, one fulfills the mitzvah of Peruvu. So we have many different opinions as to what what exactly, how many children does a person need in order to fill the mitzvah of Peruvu? Is it a boy and a, from, uh, some, there's one opinion that we just saw that says it's one child, just a boy or a girl. Is it a boy and a girl? Is it two boys? Is it four children, two boys and two girls? There's different opinions out there. The way we follow, according to the halacha, is to have a boy and a girl. We will continue with this discussion of Peruvu to procreate in the next recording.